0: four minutes past five, I'm Aogo Obo. Uh, this is the big hat fact, and we will be doing this in two parts. First, we're looking at the national outlook, and then we'll tell into the uh, Lagos situation tomorrow, where we hope we can have and uh, communicate with the Commissioner for Finance, who has a briefing tomorrow on the budget breakdowns. So we'll look at that over one point, um, about uh, 1.6 trillion uh, Naira budget for the state. But for the economy, we will be looking at a number of issues, outlook. Uh, Nigeria's economy continues to be dictated uh, by the price of crude. Volatile, it seems, But that is the only explanation for the country's growth, even though the government uh, seems to want to argue that it is diversifying away from crude to other areas in growing the economy uh, which has remained weak according to a number of commentators, experts, analysts, at uh, a little over 2%. And um, people have argued for developing country like Nigeria, we need to be in the double digits for it to really make sense. And so we have joining the conversation you hear him regularly in the morning, Tunji Andrews. He's the host of Money uh, Business Economy. Uh, hello, Tunji. Hi, Agogo. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. All right. Everyone's talking about the economic outlook. I listened to the program this morning and thinking maybe, yay, yeah, something would have changed, you know, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's still the same. <laughs> it's still, still the, the same. same. The double digits won't happen, uh, so uh, the growth will happen. But let's talk about what is, what is hot first and foremost. Um, this thing mm. about the oil, um, r- oil price going, uh, going closer to $70, which is good for the country's economy. Uh, but mm. from an economic, sp- economic point of view... Uh, we've had this argument over and over again. A conversation about whether uh, a country like Nigeria, which keeps keeps on saying we are diversifying, our, uh, we're, we're de- diversifying from oil into mm. other areas, the non-oil sector. But yet, um, it does appear we, we, we cannot go away from crude oil uh, in terms of saying this is where our growth should be in 2020.
1: Mm. So diversifying, to start with, requires a lot of investment. Uh, If you want to even check uh, countries like Saudi Arabia, who say they are diversifying their economy, Mm. they're putting billions and billions into that diversification process because you need to create critical infrastructure to be able to diversify. Mm. Our um, outlook for 2020, uh, unfortunately, is not in our hands. Mm. Um, So it's, um, it's over a Uh, a few things. So first of all, you do, you will require that they're trying to um, borrow about $27 billion from um, international organizations Mm. to uh, raise critical infrastructure. Mm. If they don't give money, the outlook for 2020 will be bleak. Mm. Also, if um, crude oil prices significantly tank in 2020, Mm. it will be bleak. If, Mm. of course, Um, what the tension between Iran and the U.S. escalate Mm. and the trouble in the Middle East, prices of uh, crude oil would go up Mm. and definitely will have a better 2020. Mm. So all in all, the general context is everything is out of our control. Mm. Um, What, of course, Nigerians need to look at domestically is Mm. the issues around the reform on tax bill uh the tax bill concerning tax to individuals tax to businesses Mm. um tax to corporate organizations and Mm. that of course is going to be the larger focus of the government because they are looking for revenue Mm. and i believe that individuals should prepare themselves so that um they do not get caught in between, and you know, put themselves in a very um, tricky situation.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, you, you've also been following conversation uh, uh, comments from the government, uh, even the president's letter, it seems to suggest mm-hmm. um, uh, an inclusive um, economy for the year. Twenty for this year. Uh, look yeah. at how, for example, they can leverage on things like um, the infrastructure. Uh, say for first quarter, we have the Lagos-Ibadan railway. Mm-hmm. We'll have um, the railway from Kaduna, straight to Wari. You know, all of mm-hmm. those things uh, they, they, they put in the, in the pipeline saying that they hope uh, it will, well, not even hope, saying that it will connect with growth in the economy. How does it work in, 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 in thinking that infrastructural development in certain areas will, pro- will, will uh, improve the country's economic growth? Does it, is it okay. always one plus one equals to two? It should actually be,
1: but um, we need to also question the kind of infrastructure we're building. Mm. So the kind of infrastructure, for instance, the rail lines that you're talking about, are majorly passenger-powered rail carriages. Mm. We've not built it yet to move um, um, goods and services from Mm. one part of the country to another, which is, of course, the thing we need for us to be able to open up the larger economy of Nigeria. Mm. So we need to be able to produce... uh, uh, petroleum downstream products wherever we produce it and carry it to another place without having it to pass it through the road so that the uh, cost of those transportation critically goes down. Also, things like um, goods and services to our area market, for instance, in Aba, should critically go down if, of course, we see a situation whereby crude um, 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 oil is um, the, what you call it, the... Um, uh, the real life starts to right, work. Right. So for me, in my my, in my context, it is the kind of real uh, infrastructure we're building. And um, for now, I do not see the infrastructure we're building that can help us mm-hmm. diversify.
0: Hmm, hmm. Let me let me let me take you a statement uh, made. Uh, I, I think this was made uh, some hours ago. The senior special assistant to the president on the Niger Delta, that's Itai saying. And this one, we will build a tent on this for a while because it's also, I see in the president's letter about what gains the border closure has done for Nigeria, saying that it has added value to the growth of agricultural production. And in his assessment, of the government's assessment, it has positively impacted the economy. So this is what he says. Many people who would have been out of jobs are now farming rice, cassava, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, millet. And the, uh, and the closure has positively increased the revenue generation uh, of the country. Simpl- simplistic in, in the thinking um, in how this has happened. But mm. I, I know from an economics point of view, is, is this what is going on?
1: Um, actually, these are actually the five crops that we do not have any significant advantage in growing. Mm. First of all, the, the wheat. We do not even have the weather to grow wheat in Nigeria. So Mm. it's um, absolutely ludicrous that I hear things or read things like this on the pages of newspapers Mm. because we want to ask ourselves, what do we have comparative advantage over? Mm. What should we choose as a hustle? What should Nigeria focus on and try to develop? What do we have um, a significant advantage over West Africa, over Africa? What should we be focusing on as the giant of Africa? Mm. But then we are trying to put our feet into things that we do not have power over. So, uh, like, for instance, I said wheat. Wheat is supposed to be grown in cold regions. Good. The best place is for uh, to grow that is in Joss, and it's only in some parts of the entire year. Mm. So there's no way we can have significant advantage growing wheat in Nigeria to even begin with. Mm. So I kind of wonder when they say this kind of things, if they really understand what is going on in the larger economy, mm. or they're just saying it to make... Uh, Newspapers look beautiful uh, when we read them and make us feel like, okay, there's something going on in the larger economy.
0: Mm. You you know, when I listen many times to the Money uh, Business Economy, in in case um, you you haven't listened, you should listen to Money Business Economy um, on this station, Monday to Friday from 9 a.m. And, you know, uh, especially just when the Monetary Policy Committee, which happens uh, the first week of every month, and... uh, The, the CBN Goblin, I remember in times past when he tried to explain the problems with um, the high cost of food in the market, well, comparative yeah. to what people's um, purchasing power is. And his his fears with the agricultural sector then was the lingering crisis between the farmers and the headers. you know, that have been yeah. in their yeah. farms and, you know, and the insecurity. And the so-called food basket, um, the middle yeah. area. Uh, was impacting negatively in terms of inflation and the cost of uh, have have those things reduced to the point where we can now say that the agricultural sector is um, alive and kicking? All this, you're still cautious about what sort of gains we're making in agriculture, especially with the food basket um, states.
1: Um, coincidentally, over the last. Uh two, three weeks on, on uh, Money, Business, and Economy show on Friday, mm. we've been focusing on the agri-sector. We have two um, experts who join us, uh, two practitioners, basically. One has been in the uh, industry for 10 years, the other one 7 years.
2: Great, and great.
1: basically, they've been opening our eyes to the uh, issues around the sector. Mm. And um, it is an issue of a a mismatch between what we say is happening in the farms and mm. what is happening in the market. Mm. So, for instance, you can you can decide to farm an entire truckload of tomatoes now, mm. wherever you want to farm it in mm. Nigeria, mm. but taking it to the market and the market receiving it from you is a totally different game. Mm. Because, of course, when that truck gets to the market, the market's, the price of uh, tomatoes will crash in the market. Mm. And they obviously cannot have that happen because, I mean, they really need to recoup uh, the money they've uh, created. So Mm. the problem right now we have in Nigeria as a whole is that we do not have adequate storage for anything we produce. Mm. So we have to consume as we produce it, which, of course, is an inefficient system, Mm. uh, which, of course, does not allow us to be able to control prices which, of course, will allow us to control consumption mm. and have projections, and even maybe uh, two, three-year storage. Mm. So mm. once we produce it, we must consume it, or else it's going to perish. Mm. And that is the issue we have with the uh, agricultural sector. Even mm. taking it from your farm, wherever it is, and taking it to the market, where, where, where are you going to pass through roads? The roads that are, are not existent, and how are you going to transport it with very expensive diesel? So those questions are... Lingering in the minds of every farmer as we speak right now, and of mm. course, there are some of them that are doing well, uh, while the larger population are struggling to even be able to survive. Mm. So the, the the question is: We need to build infrastructure. We need to build processing farm uh, processing um, uh, um, in, uh, in, uh, processing plants. We mm. need to build storage massive storage in major markets around Nigeria. Mm. Major markets, so somewhere like uh, mile 12, you have a major storage facility where, Mm. of course, tomato mango it, it's only um, it's amazing that nigeria is one of the places where you have season for fruits hmm. so you there's, there's mango season there's um, Agbaluma season <laughs> there's guava season yeah. and then you go to some countries that do not produce these fruits at all and you can yeah. find it throughout the entire year yeah, so you start to rain, question rain-fed
0: agriculture system.
1: Hmm. I mean, so you start to question how that happens, and it is because of adequate storage, hmm. and we do not have that at all. So those are the things we need to start looking at if we want agriculture to blossom in Nigeria as the uh, the food basket if we like to call ourselves. Hmm.
0: So when, when 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 I see the conservative growth figures at 2.4% uh, uh, projected, and they're still hovering around 2.1%, uh, for this year coming in. And I see a lot of comments saying that our, our growth um, is too slow compared to our population growth rate uh, to expect mm-hmm. any significant change in situation. Mm-hmm. To the man who's listening on the street, what, what does that mean?
1: Uh, so, um, to not go into too much economics, uh, our growth rate is about 2.9%, Good. Uh, 2.3%. Hmm. Um what that means is that uh, the population every year, we give birth to a certain number of people every single year and uh, Mm -hmm. every single day, um, and and of course, the population starts to increase. Mm -hmm. Now, GDP is not actual money on ground, but it just means the um, capacity, somehow Mm -hmm. the value added of the economy, uh, what the economy is worth in terms of its ability to be able to produce. Mm -hmm. Uh, And is the economy is growing slower than the population growth. It Mm. definitely means that there's not enough of the economy to go around for every single person. Mm. Because the economy needs to produce for each and every one of us. It needs to produce for you as a farmer. It needs to produce for me as a teacher. It needs to produce for you as a computer engineer. It just needs to produce for all of us collectively. But if it is growing slower than the number of people where to eat the meal, mm. then you can see that there's a problem. Mm. Uh, a country like Nigeria adequately should be growing at about seven eight percent year on year, mm. because of course at this particular point we have uh, the um, we have a very great demography of young people mm. who make up a large population of the country. Mm. And at this particular point, it's the situation whereby we see that services to the services contribution to GDP. I'm talking about things like. Uh, uh, people who do computer software, uh, accounting services, all the services mm. the services sector is a large contributor to GDP right mm. now. And mm. even crude oil, uh, oil production, at some point was contracting over the last two, three years. Mm. So you find out that oil is not really what is sustaining us, although that is what continues to run the government. Mm. But what is really carrying Nigeria is the services that you and I produce. Mm. And at the end of the day, the problem is, while, of course, services is what is powering our GDP, everybody seems to be focused around oil. So the economy is not producing as it should. So the little resources, we use it to continue to run government, we continue to use it to look for more oil, while the things that are really powering the economy, we need it to just find a way to be able to survive on its own without any help. So if you want to look at investment into the fintech industry, Mm. so um, tech companies, this little tech companies here and there. You want to see the critical amount of investment that has gone into that? It is huge. It is massive. Mm. But mm. if you want to look at it, it has brought money from outside Nigeria, not even just from the banks in Nigeria. It has brought money from outside. Mm. But if you want to look at the oil, uh, oil and gas sector, it is still getting money from inside, mm. yeah, getting money from your banks here and there. Mm. So it's not really giving us exponential growth. But um, the, the services sector is doing that. Mm. So I believe that the government really needs to look at this critically. We need mm. to find. I think the advisory body needs to sit down again and, you know, probably channel, we channel the way the economy is being built and, right. you know, what we're we spending money on mm. so that we can, you know, sweat the parts of this economy that can really help us grow
0: mm. into the next 10, 20 years. Mm. Really help us grow. I, I think we would be travesty if we didn't talk about power. Uh, to mm. be, especially well, wow with the projections <laughs> <laughs> for manufacturing uh, every time yeah. I see the uh, the blocks and they say this is where we're on the achieving they put agriculture we can do more but for manufacturing mm. I'm a bit um, uh, I mean, I'm a bit phased out when I hear the Manufacturers Association of Nigeria say we, we, we're doing X Y and Z better when. Um, the power situation hasn't improved. I mean, if we, if we want to start a, a hellstorm here, now we open the phone and ask, we'll talk about the power <laughs> situation here. Yeah, you, you, you get tired. <laughs> you get tired, I'm very sure. Yeah, even the president's letter mentions we've had stuff coming up with Siemens. Um, mm, there's also mm. talk about what to do with um, the discos, who plan to increase the tariffs, you know, and all of those things going on by the, by the side. Well, what do you think with manufacturing? It's the only sector that maybe besides agriculture they can take up a, a huge number of people in terms of dealing with unemployment uh, of young people in the country.
1: Oh, and um, in fact, the manufacturing is a beautiful scenario because, of course, each industry has a value chain. Mm. So we're talking from the raw materials to the transportation to the processing to the sorting mm. to the to the. I mean to the define one even in the man, even in the um, uh, um the, uh, the company itself that manufactures the product right. the line upon line there are different people working at different chains and the, and then you have people who are going to take it to the market and people who are going to sell it and this is just right. one sector hmm. there are many sectors would within- say massive value chain. So mm. any sector that revives itself in Nigeria will pull in a number of jobs, mm. thousands and thousands of mm. jobs. Mm. But of mm. course, the question we need to ask is, how will these industries survive? Mm. Power, mm. beginning. Mm. Power itself is another manufacturing sector that can pull in a lot of jobs. Mm-hmm. So you can even imagine, um, so recently I was, uh, I, there was this young young man, um, he was trying to give a presentation to Lagos State Okay. And what his, um, his, his idea was, right. I, I think he was, um, up Nepal, something like that, a mm. startup. And he was, he was trying to give a, a star, star idea to the legal state. And he was talking about the fact that a lot of people have redundant power mm. from their generating sets mm. within the metropolis. Mm. So they can yeah. send it to uh, people beside them. And I, I was thinking to myself, why is the government not thinking like this? Now, there are a lot of companies producing redundant power mm. that could, you know, share it around the areas. As mm. We find many estates mm. within Lagos here you know, who have started generating power within themselves to mm. be able to power their own, you know, in internal use. Mm. And you start to question, is it that we're not thinking? But of course, you know that there's a law inhibiting people from, you know, once you generate, I think... Uh, it's to the national than, greed. Yes, you have to put it into the national grid. And that in itself is an absolute madness because you question how, of course, we are doing that as an economy of our size, where we should be having multiple sources of energy Mm. going into feeding the um, available power within the economy. We should Mm. be having renewable energy. We should have have the normal power uh, from the national grid. In fact, we should have multiple grids Mm. available to the Mm. economy. Mm. But another area is water. Has anybody not bothered themselves to wonder why we do not have running water in Nigeria, where we all have taps in our homes, but our taps are not connected to any, uh, um, you know, (laughs) supply, public supply, any supply from anywhere? And you you start to question if that in itself is created as a an industry, Hmm. from the people that are going to do the testing to the to the, to the biology, uh, microbiologists, to the engineers. I mean, it's going to pull up a number of jobs. So, you see, the thing is, mm. we are the ones holding ourselves back in terms of creating jobs, creating GDP growth, and creating a, a larger economy because we've decided that we want government to do every single thing. Mm. And, of course, because by the nature of government, government is uh, like the benevolent father. Mm. He or she wants to do everything. But... Is by resources. Hmm. You know, the resources available must be allocated in the way that the person sees it. And because the government also doesn't want to look like it has failed in its responsibilities, right. it tries to do everything. Hmm. But the plain and honest truth is that government cannot do everything. Even if we blocked all the loopholes, hmm. even if we shrunk government from the size it is right now to hmm. about... A terms of the size it is at this particular point. Right. Government still cannot do everything. Government cannot provide all the schools. Mm. Government cannot provide all the hospitals. Government mm. cannot mm. provide all the roads. Mm. Government cannot provide all the rail, the airport. Mm. It cannot just simply do everything. Mm. We need private sector to come in also and be able to create it. But we've created an inefficient system where even private sectors are afraid to put their money down because mm. they are not sure what happens tomorrow mm. when a pharaoh that doesn't know Joseph comes into office <laughs> and then they're thinking to themselves well, what will happen to my infrastructure that I've created at a particular time. Mm. So you see, we, we, we run a very inefficient system and honestly, I, I keep saying it, that we we, we are leave because there's a train right now mm. and the train is called the africa Conservative free trade Agreement, area agreement. Mm. Mm. If we do not join that train effectively in a year's time, it might just be too late. Mm. It might have run so far that we we'll won't be able to catch up with it. It will be taking advantage of us without us being able to adequately take advantage of it. All right. So we need to put our house in order before in the next 12 months to be able to adequately take advantage of that so that it can even help us propel everything we are doing as an economy.
0: All right. All right. Thank you very much uh, Tunji Andrews. Yeah, I appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Tunji Andrews uh, host uh, Money Business Economy happens on this station Monday to Friday from 9... A. M. And I assure you, it's always great listening to Tunja and the rest of the crew. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, um, the conversation will continue, Economic Outlook. i am speaking with a chartered accountant, public affairs analyst, Lester Wilcox, to get his own views also, too, on the country's economic outlook for this year. Please don't go anywhere. This is Hard Facts. Welcome back to Hard Facts. All right, it's um, 28 minutes past five. We're looking at the economy for the year 2020. Um, We just had a conversation with host of Money, Business, Economy and economist Tunji Andrews and um, plenty of food for thought. And especially if you get your food from across the borders, which... um, Uh, the country is talking about. So we're joining Alesta Wilcox now. Alesta Wilcox, a chartered uh, accountant, a public affairs analyst, and a great friend of the house. Hello, Alesta. Hey,
3: how are you? Good evening. and uh, Happy New Year to you and to the esteemed listeners.
0: Happy New Year, Alesta. And um, it's a great uh, conversation we're going to have with you on the economy, on what are your thoughts about 20? Uh, Twenty uh, in terms of the economic outlook, um, so that people who have their hopes uh, to the high heavens and those who are the eternal uh, pessimist uh, will be convinced or confused. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, I'm,
3: still, I'm still enjoying my vacation. in my it's that sort of Peter Side Boni State. that is okay.
0: Oh, can, I know. I know. Bonnie, I know. Bonnie's got 24 hours electricity, right?
3: Yes, yes, yes. So, fantastic. I'm at the I'm at the in the place. called placed coffee beside just by that village. Very beautiful, the rain, uh, trees, nice trees, the stations. Oh well, well, it's, it's, it's a nice place to be.
0: All right, let's steal you at least uh, for about 10 minutes from the Garden of Eden and come back to reality, <laughs> which is which is uh, eco, and, um, you know, Nigerian Nigerian economy, to tell us what you think in terms of what we have faced for the year 2020. Let me read you something from uh, the World Bank's um, report saying here that um, given that the economy is expected, this is the country review, overview rather, for 2020, 2019, 2020. So, given that the economy is expected to grow more slowly than the population, living standards are expected to worsen. Growth is constrained by a weak macroeconomic framework with high persistent inflation. Uh, We'll call Lester back, uh, but... um, well, while, while, I, while I get back to Alesta, I just read this, um, this paragraph from the World Bank's report, Nigerian Overview, saying, uh, growth is constrained by a weak economic macroeconomic framework with high persistent inflation, multiple exchange rate windows, and forex restrictions, distortionary activities by the central bank, and a lack of revenue-driven fiscal uh, consolidation Result, rise so. in public debt. All right, Alester, we so say we're back. So I was just reading to you some of those, some of the things I'm sure you agree with. There are others I'm sure you probably would disagree with in terms of what uh, the central bank has done. For example, multiple exchange rates and the forex restrictions. These are things that the international bodies have constantly criticised Nigeria's uh, monetary. Uh, bodies for, but the fact that, some, that they they say that our population far exceeds our uh, projected um, economic growth rate is something that means our living conditions will worsen. Is the part that really got me. Oh, what what are your thoughts in, in in terms of thinking growth rate versus population um, growth rate? That's economic, yes. yes, whether it, yeah. it spells doom for the average Nigerian. Well,
3: um, one thing is obviously clear because our uh, are not right in terms of econ- uh, our population, uh, we, we have always done projections.
0: Um, is, there, is there anything wrong with projection? Because in the statistical circles, projections are considered okay as long as you're within the margins of um, error, of yes, 5%, it, minus 5%, 0.5%. Projections, percent
3: projections are okay because you can only establish you from your position of reality. Hmm. Um, I do not, I've, I've always quoted our census figures uh, number one, I do not believe our population is up to what we are attributing because population in this country is uh, a political issue. Um, so every new and cranny tries to create some uh, form of uh, dispersion in the real uh, population of the country because of economic uh, gains in terms of uh, resource allocation and the voting uh, uh, strength, assume voting strength, and how to attract. So, uh, so, so we manipulate those figures. I do not believe our profession is up to what they are supposed to say. So I am not even in tandem with uh, maybe other than extreme view, but I think I hold that view dearly. I'm not in tandem with what anybody is saying that our growth rate is our profession is That I don't but,
0: believe but, that. But are you are you in tandem when um, several experts say that our economy is underperforming? Take for example, manufacturing, agriculture. Uh, we are underperform underperforming based on our size, and what we should be doing. What, what do oh,
3: sh- sure. I, I totally agree. Like mm. in, uh, in every administration, we're underperforming. Despite that, the population is not what I think it is. Mm. Even with what we where we are, we're underperforming. Because if you look at if you look at agriculture, for instance...
0: Go ahead. Uh, the, the, the,
3: the, 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 the projection, if not for this recent um, eye-opening about rice production, mm. that the government has to take a drastic step. Nobody knows that we could get to this level in terms of rice production. Mm. Because we are lazy and we believe that we can get everything through importation. And uh, uh, by so doing, and doing our national security in terms of our foreign reserve and our whatnot. So it is just now that people are seeing the benefit of agriculture. And look at the massive production in rice. That you go to the market now, what lost the market is Nigerian rice. So it's, 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 it's a work on development. I've always said it. Rather than us use our our agrarian our our, our our land, which mm-hmm. is highly uh, agrarian nature, highly mm-hmm. nutritious, very productive land, the same kind of land that the uh, Malaysia has. Mm-hmm. Rather than us use our land for agricultural purposes, we use it for something else that is not uh, that is that is that is not productive. We build, we use acres and acres to build uh, 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 camps, church camps. We use acres and acres to build estates um, uh, that nobody's occupying. We use uh, today. Today, I'm, and I'm, still okay, I'm so particular about culture. Today, we have destroyed all the small farmholders mm. in Akbar, uh, in uh, Ibejileki, all those small farmholders, those small communities that produces mm. our mm. vegetables, mm. produces our mm. okra, our produces those a little, little that that we need on a day-to-day basis. But,
0: but, but, you, but you know, uh, you know Alesta, it's, 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 it's inevitable that you would have competing uses for land. I mean, uh, with urbanization the way it is, the one who will bring in the more uh, revenue in terms of competition will eventually win the war. And it's no, like that it's for been, many major cities across the no, world. No, no, but,
3: also, but for many parts of the world, there is, there is, there is, there is protectionistic policy on land you know, and agriculture. Hmm. Because, you know, look, Britain is not a big place, but they still make provision. There are places that they must for agricultural productivity.
0: Okay, so let's let's, let's lay the cards on the table, Alessia, yes. since you're also in the private sector, for example, and see if one of the reasons why agriculture is underperforming, even though the government thinks that um, it's done magic in the way um, you're having um, an num- increased number of farmers and all of that, but in, in the sense that the private sector and the public sector in farming. Why is it that the private sector is shying away from putting its money in agriculture as an industry to say, let's plough in this the way we ploughed into telecoms and see if we can get revenue from it?
2: Is
3: it because, the, one, the, 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 um, because in the short run, the return is quite low hmm. in the short run. Hmm. Now, Nigerians are not... Oh, the unfortunate thing is about us in Nigeria is that we're not good in, at long-term investment. Mm. We want quick returns. and again, because most private sector funds, according to them, it, it's it's a, a borrowed fund. Mm. and again, the, so the the, the lending institutions do not have mm. long term funds to mm. borrow at mm. as a, a single digit interest rate, which mm. agricultural request. a method.
0: Even, I, I know even though even though the government will argue that it has uh, specialized banking institutes that will provide the credit. But I know it's a different matter entirely if we ask no, their the 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 experience if, if, in getting uh, credit to run their Greek schemes.
3: But, but, because but, even those those long term those, no, uh, oh go those, those,
0: those, those institutions, the first thing about this is
3: that there is no proper monitoring device on them. Hmm. So even when government said them I mean, for stewardship is always very, very low and slow. Even if when you are caught, you are handed in the cookie jar, right. uh, I mean, the, the process of getting remedy is so slow. So that's what, that's,
0: so that's what happens. You, you know you know something, Alester, too, is a point you, you you raised about the um, literacy levels of the farmers, which is something for us to be concerned about. It just occurred to me that um, during the pres in the president's letter, New Year letter, he did mention, well, 50,000 workers... Uh, to complement the country's 7,000 extension workers. I, I, I know you may not agree with the mathematics of the population size, but 7,000 extension workers, uh, in my thinking, is far. The deficit is running to several hundreds of thousands <laughs> of extension workers you need in a country of Nigeria's size. Yep. But, but also something for us to think about, Alesta, and, uh, while we have an overview of the economy. Um, there, there are things that I agree with you. you. You say the private sector has got issues with, um, you know, in the way they have a shylock behavior when it comes yeah. to long-term investment and would yeah. rather go for where they can get their money out as quickly as possible. Uh, agriculture, unfortunately, doesn't fall into that. You Alaska, yes. But... There are things that the government also too has responsibility for, which is out of the private sector's um, control. I mean, I've had a CBN governor during the MPC meeting say, for example, the reason why we have people have to spend a lot of money buying foodstuff, which is uh, leading to the cost push um, um, inflation, inflation, inflation for food is because of what is going on in the so-called food basket states in the country, where you've had the farmers and headsmen clashes for a long while, you've had the Boko Haram insurgency preventing farmers from going to their farms in the northeast because the, their farms have been mined. So, all of these things also add to the, I mean, what, what can a private sector uh, investor do about this sort of things? I mean, he doesn't have control of infrastructure, he doesn't have control over the security in those areas. Yes, you see, also,
3: I, For me, uh, there is no excuse for failure. Or mm. uh, sometimes, when you don't want to do a thing, mm. you find an excuse not to do it, and that is typical with human nature. Mm. I agree. I, I want to say that. Uh, I want to say that the seven uh, 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 thousand worker, worker extension workers that you talked about. Mm. for me, it's ridiculously. Uh, I, I mean, shameless. It's very shameful for a country of this size. Mm. Is that federal extension workers or state extension workers? Because please, agriculture. Who should be the pivotal uh, 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 occupation that should drive our economy, as far as our our ours our is concerned? Right, uh, it's both on the concurrent list. The mm. fr- the federal government only does uh, policy, while the state does both policy and implementation. Because the state most states have farm 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 settlements mm. and they have extension workers. So the seven thousand talking about federal or state, because each I mean a state like like. Uh, In the next one year, you see a lot of uh, ripple effect in the economy in terms of productivity, in terms of jobs, employment, and all whatnot, what? and uh, and uh, and you know. Yeah. So why? Well,
0: uh, why so, in, so why? Why we've stayed a lot on the uh, agriculture as well as. Um, uh, now we move to manufacturing because we want to yeah. di- diversify our conversation from oil, right? Yes. So, yes. Actually, I don't want, to, even go to, I don't want <laughs> even to go to oil. I don't want to go to oil. I don't want to go to oil at all. We don't want to go to oil, even though it's not the, the country's number one revenue earner. To I guess to the chagrin of um, uh, the policy elected political office holders who constantly yeah. tell us in the campaign we need to diversify revenue from crude oil, move the conversation from crude oil, even though in reality that isn't happening yet. So one of the one of the central points which everyone seems to agree with um, agriculture has to be mechanized farming me for us to see the real benefit of it, and manufacturing is power. Power remains at abysmal levels, whether it's for domestic use or for industrial use. Uh, people still complaining they're paying for power they don't see, and people complain they don't have power to do the th- sort of things they want to do in terms of manufacturing and in terms of the industrialization process, which is a key component. Of the economic and recovery uh, growth plan. So, yeah. uh, w- will it will it will it will it be um, will it be foolhardy to imagine that we intend to go to live uh, to live a prosperous 2020 when the power situation hasn't been dealt with in a significant way?
3: Well, uh, I, I would say I agree with you totally in mm. terms of your assertion. Mm. Uh, I would say shame to uh, both of the discourse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 I I have always have I have as a private user I've had a running battle with the distribution company which is one of the worst in the country and I, I would say shame to them. Mm-hmm. If they don't wake up in two thousand twenty, I'll keep telling them shame because it's one disco that that has that direct bar to most of the industrial hub in Lagos. Mm-hmm. Remember most of the industrial hub in Lagos is resided within the Kaja mm-hmm. by Ikeja-Azis, And they fall directly under Ikeja Legislature and that's one of the most Mean disco. Mm. They were very irresponsible. Mm. Uh, I do, no, no, no one understands what they do there. All they do is to send you a, a, a crazy estimated bill. They are refuse to meet our people. Mm. They refuse to do everything. All they do is to send a crazy bill for both domestic and industrial use. So it's a problem. But uh, I go. Uh, mm. talking on the, on the industrial life. Right. We cannot say because we cannot say because you're having power issue and you do not tap in into the big market of Nigeria. Nigeria is a big market. Good. And if uh, if the brewery industries and the uh, uh, some of the major food food companies are still making it big with this environment and I'm sure by the time you look at the stock by the time the, the results start coming in, you look at the stock exchange, when you say the results start coming in, you mm. will be you'll be marveled mm. as to how people despite that there's no power mm. and how people are still making it big mm. in that sector. Mm. For me, like I said earlier, it is a fact that most Nigerians do not want to print that their car. And it's because that most of these manufacturing companies, they're they are all uh, basically foreign owned. Hmm. They don't mind. They come in with their money because they know that they have a long, that's a market. Nigeria is a big market. Right. Now, the closure of Nigerian border alone has caused economic economic stagnation in so many parts of the world because hmm. <laughs> Nigeria is a big market. So anybody could take advantage. And like you said, you know, when we started, Egypt Bonnet has 2.7 electricity. Good. So why, if anybody is serious instead of a cottage industry, why not go to Bonnie? You might say the ocean. But again, transportation between Bunny and Portacos is nothing to write So if So yeah. if you can go to, there are, there are four communities in this country mm. that have two-for-seven power: Two mm. in Delta, two in Rivers. Mm. Omoku mm. is a river state, mm. it's a upland. Mm. They have two-for-seven parts of land. So mm. people can look for nearness to uh, power, which is part of uh, 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 elementary economics, to establish their be- to establish businesses, and mm. those places, whatever power that's being generated now, can accommodate them. Mm. And then, while others are grappling up with the city with the power in the city, that is also problematic. But mm. others are making it in the hotels, are make, and I said, it, if the hotels are making it, mm. and new ones are springing up, we're not talking about uh, small hotels, we're talking about five star hotels. Good, they are springing up every day, and they are making it. Yes, you say that is uh, because of the cash current, they are, they are, they are, they are making it so. Whatever manufacturing, for instance, we are talking about our textile industry. Mm. Nigeria is a big market. People must be as close. Mm. So, if you conscientiously put down your productive production lines and encourage it, of mm. course, government needs to come in, in uh, here in order in, in order of providing funding. But I think the CBN is doing that mm. because the it CBN could, in the last two years,
0: good, good, even the,
3: the last two years has always intervened because they provided funds, for this test. Textile mm. industry was one of the major uh, 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 income earners for the government in the 80s, in the 90s, mm. until our taste for foreign textiles becomes too overwhelming, and we don't know what we have uh, in our even
0: country. Even though, even though that, I guess that's also arguable in, in in terms of whether we move with the times with the textile industry and, you know, opt our game. Uh, but that's, that's a conversation for another day. Yeah, no. I was convers- com- up, com- com- up our game. To... China didn't
3: up their game till right. about 20 years later, good.
0: and so they were going to China. So with the way we
3: have we are but, winning ourselves in terms right. of our state for foreign rights, I'm, I
0: think we're winning as well. So let, let, let's pigeonhole on this a little bit, uh, finally, okay. and, and we can we can call it um, a day on our outlook. Uh, Alesta, it's on this one about about um, the, help us understand this conundrum here. We understand as a country looking at the president's letter and from comments from the government officials on several issues, especially with the border closure. Um, yeah. And Nigeria's um, goal, I don't know how many African countries have um, the African dream or uh, place in Africa in their constitutions, but yeah. Nigeria has something like that talking about Africa and our role as, you know, the big brother right yeah. here in our constitution. And it took us a while to sign the African Continental Free Trade Agreement. And after we signed it, we threw in the stick with the closure of the border. Half, yeah. of, Nigeria, half, half of the Nigerian population is the West African uh, population. We do 20% yeah. of the GDP for the continent. We do, I'm looking at statistics, 75% of um, trade in West Africa. But ironically, only about 12% for Africa and then 3% for import. So we're, we're also on the... Uh, utilizing what our impact could be, even though the president has mentioned it in in his letter and everywhere that it is tied to this, but I'm not sure they did calculate that um, what he's called sabotage by our West African brothers was put into the ERGP to say that if we don't fix this, all our goals for economic revitalization or rehabilitation isn't going to happen until we do this. But what yes. I want to ask you if if uh, the closure of the border is considered a sustainable economic policy or measure to deal, one, with smuggling, and two, to boost our revenue and our growth in a way to make the average Nigerian prosperous.
3: Mm. Now, you see, um, uh, on the two fronts, yes, the, uh, the closure of the border, it can be too short, short-term, it will be very, very, very short-term. But Not a short-term. poor
0: economic tool.
3: Yeah, no, no. Uh sometimes uh, a this situation calls, calls for desperate measure. Mm. Because it's covered that like cause like you said, the sabotage that was coming from our neighbors. No, not of, what
0: I say, what the president said. Well, no, no,
3: that's true, but that's true. That's that is the that, that is the i a, that is a, a known secret a known mm. secret because um even the last election in the republic mm. the current president talked about wrecking Nigeria because in terms of uh, uh, the, the the economy of Nigeria because they allowed, the deliberately allowed uh, imports to be smuggled into Nigeria. Mm. While they receive their revenue in terms of their custom duties, they allowed it to smuggle into Nigeria. Now, there's a protocol on this, on all this. Mm. If you're putting through other countries, you are you are supposed to escort that goods to Nigerian border, pay the necessary customs to Nigeria Nigerian authority, and they pass. Now, the free trade, African free trade is not for foreign imported goods, it's for domestically produced goods. Mm. Now, domestically produced goods within the sub-region, it's allowed to move freely with relevant uh, uh, whatever uh, um, uh, tariff that is in there. It is allowed. Mm. But when you make your... When, when you sabotage from your neighbors mm. in order to wreck your own economy, mm. what do you do? You must take desperate measures. That is a, a temporary. Mm. On, uh, when our neighbors become responsible neighbors, and want to go with the meaning of the protocol Mm. on movement of goods, Mm. then Nigeria can open that. Because like you said, we're underperforming. Nigeria should dominate African market. Mm. Then what are we producing? We're not producing anything that will dominate. Mm. Even common agricultural products of of maize, of uh, 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 tomatoes, of pepper, of things that... We should naturally have in abundance mm. that we should float other markets. We're not having it. Mm. Mm. Rather, the Republic farms empty into Nigeria. Mm. All the potatoes, uh, tomatoes that we eat, pepper that we most have with, it, with Nigeria, mm. go from the Republic, chicken, mm. Mm. go from the Republic. Mm. Mm. So, mm. rather than eating the other way with our size. So, that is where we as Nigerians need to have a new thinking cap. It's not just about the government, it is we. Because if uh, young men and women are uh, engaging in productive ventures. Mm. They choose to be as uh, bus conductor. Uh, people who come to Lagos to be chasing that uh, to be chasing uh, uh, Keke Marwa in order to make money, to money. If that's what the average able-born Nigerians will do, then it's unfortunate. When their are counterparts in the Republic, if you go to the Republic, right from Kutunu border till you get to uh, Togo border, till you get a Florida border in Ghana, mm. you find farms and young men and women are there day and night always watching the farms Producing the things that they want to enter into Nigeria, mm. so it is not just about the government; it is about our own orientation. Like mm. I was saying, all the farm lands, all the smallholder farm lands right. within Badagri area, within the have all these sold out to, uh, to, uh, to land speculators. Mm. And then, mm. when you see one big money and man sees a big money of ten million naira, he can sell us his inheritance. For I, mean, I mean, which is peanuts because it is a big money, and he think that without that money we sustain. Meanwhile, is that farm land that is used to sustain his generation has gone mm. so, so things that. You may not even have you, mm. you call it, you, you call it uh, organization. But some of the organizations is useless because mm. some of those houses that you as you can't even you, can, you, you can't even stay there. Uh, mm. The facilities are not there. So this that must be some conscious effort. Mm. Like I keep saying, if we have a farmland, a privately owned farmland, right. maybe owned by a church that is the size of a camp in uh, Lagos State. Do you know the amount of potato, the amount of banana, the amount of uh, uh, what do you call it uh, pineapple that could be produced for export?
0: Right, right. All right, Uh, Alastair, saving the best for the last, Um, it's inevitable. But, well, maybe it's how it's going to be managed, this whole problem going (laughs) on in the Middle East and how it's going to affect the price of crude oil and uh, how how that will inadvertently um, affect Nigeria's um, uh, economy also too because of the benchmark of the budget um, is to the barrel of crude oil. Well, what are your thoughts? Um, if the pri- if the price of crude oil hits hundred dollars a barrel, like it did hit um, uh, 2014, 2013, f- 2014, 2015, uh, the beginning of 2015, mm. um, uh, in what ways will it affect our outlook? Say December De- December 31st uh,
3: 2020. How? Well, it- I I I, 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 I what is happening in the middle is. There's a to elephants by the guys who suffer. Well, Good. sometimes the guys suffer, sometimes they the guys enjoy. But for Nigeria, really and truly, think that Nigeria is a country that um, that refines its product Good. domestically.
0: Good.
3: Uh, then one should be singing uh, hallelujah, hooray, uh, hallelujah, to any of those distortions that will increase the price. Because certainly, mm. with uh, with what's happening there, it will affect oil oil demand. It will affect the demand for oil, mm-hmm. no supply for oil. Right. And uh, so it will of course. But don't forget, you are also importing all your refined products.
0: Very true. So
3: even the one that is controlled, which is uh, uh, PMS, mm. well, the government, might, because of the additional revenue, might keep it at that level. But what the, the regulated one like uh, like uh, diesel mm. and, uh, and the kerosene? Mm. Mm. I mean, so uh, so while the government will be raking in money from increased uh, 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 in oil price, well, the, those who are in use of diesel and kerosene you also expect that those prices will go up because cost of importing them will go up?
0: And then, and then, and, I, and then, I can assure you another debate which will begin subsidy. Yes. <laughs> oh, well,
3: no, the, well, uh, the, like well said,
0: whatever the name it's called. No, yeah?
3: no, no. The government will, the government will certainly swallow that because they are making more money. Good. They will certainly swallow that because again, don't forget, and what that is happening now is the fact that our consumption for PMS has drastically dropped. Mm. A lot of tankers with a lot of stations with with tanker well we and tank well. not discharging because the government has been able to cut this of, uh, of uh, our, our, our PMS out of the country.
2: All so right. most of those, I those I that goes out
3: is now domestically uh, right. uh, uh, redundant. So All right. All right. the government is yeah. going to save a lot of money at, at the end of our cell. But in terms of diesel. Let us expect to pay far, far more if the price continues as as it is this way.
0: Mm. All right, Lester Wilcox. Thank you very much. And do (coughs) enjoy the continued holiday. Oh, it's always my pleasure,
3: Next time, uh, I will be
0: along. Yeah, (laughs) in the Garden garden of Eden, Bonnie. And then (laughs) you can come (laughs) back um, to life afterwards. Thank you very much. No, no, I'll
3: come back to the fresh and to (laughs) to pay the hassle of Lagos life. Thank you very much, go. Have a nice day.
0: And you too. All right, Alester Wilcox, uh, child-accounted public affairs analyst. I'm um, talking to us. Economic outlook for the year 2020. Before him, we had uh, Tunji Andrews, who also uh, did his own bit. Um, and that's it for the hat fact uh, for today. Checkpoint was great. So was Big Three. You can join the, continue the conversation online on Twitter as well. Uh, if we're getting message on WhatsApp, we can. But up next is the news. And after that, conversations with refine. Please keep listening. Nightlife Free Nigeria Info. We'll be right back.